I'm Abby. I'm Allie. We're the Rannick Twins, and this is Oops I Arted, a part of the Hayden Collins Intelligence Syndicate. So today, Allie, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite authors from my childhood, Roald Dahl. Yeah, I definitely remember the Roald Dahl books being on the bookshelf. Oh yeah, well, you remember when Dad used to get us tons of books for Christmas, right? And I remember one year unwrapping probably six or seven Roald Dahl books and just losing my mind. Yeah, and the cover work was just so memorable, and all of the artwork, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, reading was a big part of both of our childhoods. We spent a lot of time reading. I remember Dad leaving books on our bed when we would get home and we would just read them so quickly. Yeah, we would devour those books. We would read them and then we would trade books and read each other's One of the perks of being a twin, I suppose. Yes, double the books. So, actually, I didn't know a whole lot about Roald Dahl's life. I just remember really enjoying Matilda. I think I found it maybe in second grade. Some notable books for me were Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach. I'm sure some of you guys have recognized those stories, but may not have known that they were by the notable Roald Dahl. Yes, and also... The Witches, which I know is a lesser known book, but you had that one, and that one was really cool. He actually was born on September 13th in 1916 in Wales, and he lost his father at the young age of four. Which, yeah, I couldn't even imagine, but his mother, keeping to her husband's wishes, sent him off to English school, and he attended Landaff Cathedral School, and was severely beaten by the principal for putting a mouse in the storekeeper's candy jar. So he was mischievous. That is very reminiscent of some of his youthful characters. Yes, yeah, so he wasn't the best student. He was he didn't do well under rule-bound structure. In his book, I can't exactly remember what it's called, the A Boy's Life or something like that by Roald Dahl. It's kind of an autobiography. He talks about how he had to obey rules and rules all the time. He was quickly removed from Landau Cathedral School. His mom sent him to St. Peter Boarding School after that, and that is where he finished all of his schooling. She actually offered to send him to Oxford or Cambridge University to finish out his college degree, to which he declined. That's a hardworking woman if she's able to put him through all of that schooling. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that she was ready to send him to college if he wanted to go, but he is quoted in saying in his book, no thing Thank you. I want to go straight from school to work for a company that will send me to wonderful faraway places like Africa or China. I think that is kind of telling of the fantastical ideas and the wanderlust that he had. Yes. He joined the Shell Oil Company in what is now known as the country Tanzania and Then, shortly after that, he joined the Air Force in Nairobi, Kenya. The Royal Air Force. Yes, and was a fighter pilot World War II. Really? Yeah, so this author that wrote some of my favorite books actually is a veteran, you know, he served his time in the military. And and in World War II of all, I mean, those planes back then are a little sketchy. Well, he sure got to travel, so... (laughs) He got his wishes. He actually suffered severe head injuries in a plane crash near Egypt, Alexandria, I believe, and he was sent to Washington, D.C. to recover, and that is where he started his writing career. He was working as an air attaché, and during that, he got his startup in writing by posting a story in the Saturday Evening Post, and shortly after that, he began appearing in more magazines. So... They just liked his writing. Yeah, and didn't we talk about another author that got their start in a newspaper or, or as a columnist? We talked about Kurt Vonnegut with his infamous horse race story. Yes. Yeah. He started with that. In 1943, he wrote a children's story for Walt Disney called The Gremlins, not to be confused with 
films called the Gremlins, but they were about creatures that lived on fighter planes that were responsible for crashes. This story didn't really take off, so he went back to writing short stories for adults through the 40s and 50s, some of which I've read. They're very interesting, unlike anything I've ever read before. There's a great one called The Sound Machine, and also I think his most popular one is about a woman that serves the police a leg of lamb that she used to kill her husband with. That's a little ironic. Yeah, so that's one of the most notable ones. From an early point in his career, he started writing more dark and twisted stories. But it's still humorous in a way. Yes, it's, yeah, it's kind of ironic almost. So he wrote all of all of that stuff. He actually won three Edgar Allan Poe Awards from the Mystery Writers of America. After that, he married Patricia Neal, who I haven't heard of, but she was a Hollywood actress and star of the movie The Fountainhead, which I am also not familiar with. And I don't know if this is H-U-D or Hood, but she starred in that and won an Academy Award, so I guess she was a really good actress. Uh, they Probably had... notif- notable for her time. Oh, yeah. So they had five children together, a whole bunch, and... Sounds familiar. (laughs) And their marriage, unfortunately, did not last. But through this marriage and all of the children that he had, they kind of started his writing career. He, his children really inspired him, you know, oh, dad, will you tell me a bedtime story? You don't want to hear the same one every night, right? So he was tasked with coming up with a good story for his kids before bedtime. And he learned very quickly that children are highly critical and <laughs> lose interest very quickly. We know that from experience. Absolutely. They have very short attention spans, so he had to be creative and have twists and turns in order to regain their interest. Gotta keep them on their toes. Yes, and I think that that's probably what I really enjoyed about his books, is that they were captivating. Yes, it just all of a sudden something crazy would happen and you're just tearing through the pages trying to get through it and get to the next really interesting thing. But every part was so interesting yes. as well. And, and memorable too. I think I've read Matilda 20 plus times at this point and I still have the book. I can't seem to throw it away because it's so sentimental it to me. Yes. So he was actually pretty controversial early on because this was the early 60s and he was talking about punishing parents in the books and punishing adults in the books for being really cruel to the children like Matilda and the chocolate cake. Yes. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Matilda's parents and James and the Giant Peach, his aunts were so absolutely awful to him and they got what they deserved and even in James and the Giant Peach when those rhinoceroses come down from the clouds and take away his parents and kill his parents in a I think it was a car crash but the way that a child remembers it personally I think that he was really taking the hyperbolic sense that children have and putting it into his work yeah so I think children oh they're they make me do chores they're the worst people in the world so I think it's more from a children's point of view and parents did not like that Well, it also showed the bad, negative side of parents. I mean, Tim Burton really did a good job of portraying the aunts in James and the Giant Peach as being absolutely wicked. Yes. And they had the big, nasty teeth and all of that. Even the way they looked was specific. Yeah, exactly. And it was relatable at times. Sometimes you get mad at your parents and you're reading about it and you can relate to that that's what i think is so refreshing about roald dahl's books because fantasy and fairy tales are awesome and 
they're really fun to read and immerse yourself in, but I personally think that the realness that was in his books, the fact that parents did die in car crashes, people, children can relate to that. There are some children that have lost their parents. There are some children that have lost just family members or and friends to car crashes. Charlie yeah. from Charlie and the Taco Factory lived with... A poor, yes. poverty-stricken life, you and know? And that is definitely relatable to some children. I think that's what kids really enjoyed, and he actually mentions, I think in the New York Times in an interview that children came to him saying those parts were their favorite parts of the book. Those parts were what stood out. You told me that he said something about kids having a cruel sense of humor. Yes, they're just, I think he used the word a more coarse sense of humor. And I think that kids grow into a sense of humor and they know no bounds. They just think it and they say it. Whereas adults have more of a filter and they know saying things like that is not necessarily appropriate all the time. His, his books really impacted me as a child because it was relatable and it was intense at times. And Matilda, especially, she loved reading books and she was smart and her parents... They wanted her to sit out and watch TV with them yes. and enjoy family dinner. But it also just really shows that kids do experience hardship. And yes. I remember the teacher and Matilda being so kind to Matilda. And as, as someone who loved school so dearly and loved reading, that's something that I could really relate with. Was I loved learning and my teachers could see that that's something that I enjoyed as a student. Yeah, and they helped with that. My teachers were giving me higher level reading content yes. because I was ready for it because I wanted to read it. I didn't even think, but M Matilda might have inspired me to want to become a teacher because the teacher was so attentive and noticed that she was so smart and s so sweet. Yeah, he actually, I don't, I didn't know this either, he wrote the script for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Gene Wilder, the OG? Yeah, the original one. So his book was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is the Tim Burton remake with Johnny Depp, but he wrote the original script for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I believe he had some work in the Witches movie, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, but I, it, I think it came out in the 80s. Oh. So Roald Dahl died in, I believe, 1990 or 1991. He lived a good long life, right? Yeah, definitely. He wrote a lot of books and I think inspired a lot of children, for sure. I think kids to this day are still reading his books and watching his movies and, and relating. I want to touch on the artwork again because the artwork was something that really stuck with me. The illustrations that he had in his book. I think you mentioned his name is Quentin Blake. Yes. He's the illustrator for the Penguin House. You guys, you guys have all seen the little penguin on the back of books. So yeah, I'm sure he you guys know what we're talking illustrated about. all of the Roald Dahl books and those illustrations just really set my imagination free and running absolutely. wild. Absolutely, and, and it's not like they're anything super special, it's just that his style throughout all of Roald Dahl's books it really was very fit. prominent and very almost whimsical in a way, and that was definitely something that I took with me as an artist, was that kind of scratchy pen work and that ink wash and watercolor that he used. And you know, it's definitely like an elementary school, maybe higher, lower middle school age books to read. I'd still read them today, but what I really enjoyed was there was one illustration in every chapter you yes. know so it gave you an overall image of what you're about to delve into in the yes. next chapter it for sure set the mood i honestly think especially with matilda i love the movie matilda and i'm usually so highly critical of books and movie renditions of books that i've read but danny devito i believe directed that movie and i think <laughs> that he just did an incredible job playing
playing both the father and overseeing the movie, even though Roald Dahl is known to have absolutely hated his films. Oh, no! Yeah, just like Dr. Seuss, but we don't really care about That's that. another story for <laughs> another day. We'll touch on that when we have more time. Yeah, so I think that's about it. I just wanted to touch on how impactful Roald Dahl was in my life as well as yours and how important reading is to kids. I think overall, Roald Dahl influenced way more kids than just you and I oh, to yeah. read, but I think reading is something that is dying as children are getting more interested in technology. When we were teaching this weekend, I asked, do you guys have toys or do you just play with your iPads? And there was a resounding iPad. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. I mean, there are ways to still get kids into reading. I can only hope that one day my spawn enjoy reading as much as I do. And to <laughs> this day, I still read in between oh, the yes. cracks of time that I have. Batteries never die on a book. That's right. So you guys be sure to email us at oopsiartedpod at gmail.com with your favorite rural doll books and any ideas that you guys might have about our next episode. You can find us on YouTube at oopsiarted. Be sure to subscribe, show your friends. We will see you next week.